Boom. What's up, Ward Wrestling Live? Good morning. Another day. Uh, I don't remember what day it is. I think it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Yes. Uh, days just keep going by through this process. But it's that COVID, uh, it's that COVID uh, week to you. Yeah. Holy moly. My six months have been one big day. Yeah. Uh, but man, I got the great coach, Jake Pataxel on. He was a Florida State champ out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, if you're from Florida, you know that legendary program for wrestling, football, baseball, debate. Yeah, debate. They're big into that. They, <laughs> yeah. love, that, they love that sport. They're big into debate. Uh, but man, he wrestled at Purdue, a uh, three-time national qualifier there, one-time All-American. Uh, he, Like I said, a Florida State champ, a national NHSCA champ. Uh, and he, he comes, uh, his coaching... Uh, coaching Avenue has been amazing. Hofstra, Duke, Notre Dame, Central, Mount Olive. And this is the third program you're starting. So this is becoming a habit for you. Yeah, you know, you got to get on it. I, I, I do enjoy starting programs, but, you know, really the reason why was to get that experience to if, if a program ever opened up down here. Um, you know, I love my hometown. You know, I'm 20 minutes away from where I grew up. And so being back home, uh, the, the only one left here now is me and my brother. But you know, I still got a bunch of family and friends in the area. So to be back here, that was the main reason is like, I wanted that head coaching experience so that if a job opened up, they'd say, all right, this guy's got some experience. Let's bring him back down. And I, do you have your brother coaching with you? Is he still doing it? Yeah. So I, I didn't think he would. Um, and I, I, they gave me a couple of GA positions and I'm like, you know, I'm joking with him one night and I'm like, you know, oh, I got these GA positions. I need to find people. And he's like, I'll do it. And I, you know, you think, all right, he's just joking. Cause he's got a, he, he actually coaches, he, he actually, uh, uh, well, to this year, they're probably not going to have a season, but he, he works at St. Thomas Aquinas as a guidance counselor. And so, you know, he's like, you know, I, we're not doing anything here. Like, can I do it? And I'm like, you're joking, right? He's like, no, no. I said, yeah, man, if you want to come on in, you know, so he's, he's going back for another master's degree and, you know, he'll be here coaching and stuff like that. He's been at all the meetings so far. And, you know, like I said, it's been great having him because him and I grew up together wrestling, uh, you know, at St. Thomas and, even at Purdue, we were drill partners and it, it was huge to have uh, a brother because I could basically be at middle of the night and be like, yo, Sam, I need to get, you know, a workout in. Let's bust into that wrestling because they'd lock it up. So we'd be, we'd find all these ways in to uh, get into the wrestling room. And <laughs> awesome. you, know, you had to, you know, you had to get a workout in. So it was good to have someone who I could just always say, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, and he always pushed me. I think him and I both worked a lot in the summers to develop my tilt series, you know, when I, when I needed to get it better. Yeah, and, and I know, um, obviously, I know the FHSAA has, so far, sports are happening, but I know down in South Florida, the, the, the cases have been a little bit, yeah, a little bit higher than most of the state, so, yeah, I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure what'll happen down there, I'm, I'm, I'm sure hoping that, uh, I mean, as of right now, seems like people are getting ready to wrestle, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think they're preparing for it, but it might be kind of like what they're doing with football, where South Florida might be on a, a hold, whereas the rest is, and I think that's how it is, because that's what they've been telling me about St. Thomas Aquinas, you know, they're kind of in a holding pattern where the rest of the state's kind of getting after it. Yeah, and I, you know, I kind of like, uh, you know, New Jersey, what New Jersey did. I mean, obviously, I prefer to have a full season with full tournaments, mm -hmm. right? But I, I think what New Jersey did was they were told they can have X amount of time for a wrestling season. And yep. they goes, well, why don't we do it? And I and correct me if I'm wrong, somebody out there, but I think they chose, why don't we do it going into the postseason so that kids still get that opportunity to do whatever, I guess, their version of district, region, state, like we have. Yeah. Um, 
seems like a good way to do it. I mean, they yeah. still get that, you know, with the seniors and stuff, at least they still get that opportunity to, to get that feeling, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think that's the important thing, you know, I, I, as you know, I was coaching D2 last year, so I kind of got the, the rough end of the stick there because we were at the national tournament and they canceled it on us, you know, and, and, and the way I think about it is everyone works towards the national tournament. You know, you don't care about the season as much. That's just a practice for you. Um, and that's what I teach my guys. It's like everything in the season is a practice guys go, go at it and try your stuff. When we get to nationals, when we get to our conference tournament or our, our region, and obviously there was a super region, um, you know, that's, that's not practice. You know, that's the thing. That's where we got to shine. That's where we got to put all our stuff out. And for, you know, it, it almost sucks because the NCAA took it away and says, you know what, you used your whole year, you know, you, you, you burnt that year and you didn't even get it. You know, I had two guys make it our first year. Both those guys didn't even get a wrestle. They were there. We were training and that's what I don't get. Look, we were training up until 12 hours to go, you know, and it's like, these guys have been with each other. It's not like, you know, they're in little bubbles, you know, they're already, if, if, if someone had had it, they've already given it to everybody. Like it's yeah. too late by then. Like you should, if you were going to cancel it, don't have it. And if not, then, then, then let's just roll, you know, we had, we had a day to go. Let's just go into it. And then the, the bad thing was just like in division one, we were talking about earlier with Lugo. I mean, they didn't even let those guys get a year back, you know, uh, yeah, that, um, that was tough. And I, uh, and, but I think, um, but what do you do? Like, if you have a fifth-year senior, and, they're, they're done. And you give him, you give him a year back. I mean, he's not coming back to school. What's he going to do? Well, he might. I mean, a lot of them. What you do is you offer grad school. You know, you say, "Hey, let's go grad school, man." You know, we'll we'll pay for this year's grad school. Boom. You know, and they can continue uh, going to school and, and getting it paid for if if they have a big scholarship. But it's you know that I had freshmen, so those guys, you know, those guys would have really enjoyed it. You know, but but that's what it is. You you tell them, hey, we got grad school for you. Yeah, that makes sense because I, I I was wondering, um, uh, I was wondering that too. I'm like, if you, even if you give a fifth year senior, um, well, you know, and and they did it. They did it with fall sports, you know, or the spring sports. They did I'm it. Done with school. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> well, th yes, and you're gonna get some guys like that. I I've talked to some guys because I when I was trying to for the GAs, I was talking to people and I'm like, Hey man, love to have you down. Oh, I'll coach. I I've done this school. I've, I've been going for, you know, 12, 13 years. I don't want any more. I'm like, listen, I, I understand get out there and work. And then, then talk to me, you know, after you get a, a year of work and say, eh, maybe I'll be back in school. <laughs> I, I always wonder, do they still do it in high school where they, they have those post-grads? Like I remember I was, oh, yeah. we were playing ball and there'd be like a post-grad. I'm like, the hell are you still doing in high school post grad? The hell do you want to be here? No, they do it, you know, in a lot of those prep programs. So, uh, you know, the prep pro programs will have it like, uh, uh, shoot, what, like Blair and uh, what is the other one? Uh, the Green Scott Green's at um, Wyoming Sem, you know. So that, those guys, I know they'll have prep guys that, that, you know, essentially are gray shirting, you know, taking that one year off between high school and college and just competing and whatnot. Obviously, they, they can't go into like the, uh, the certain things, you know, they, they kind of put a cap on your age and stuff. But the other thing guys do a lot is they will hold, hold their kids back. You know, you'll see that a lot. You'll have a 20 year old or, you know, a 20 year old senior. You're like, Hey man, let's you know, I, I, remember, I remember when I first found like, so, you know, I didn't know what off season wrestling was or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we found a club and I remember first meeting some parents and they're like, how old your son? I'm like, he's this age, but he's already in, you know, he's already going into ninth grade. Now he's yeah. going, he just started 10th and he's 14, right? So yeah. he'll be 15. But I remember he's, uh, oh, he's starting nine years old. They're like, 
oh man, you need to hold him back. He's gonna get bigger. I'm like, what? Yeah. I like I, I'm like, okay, I'll just be like, hey, dumbass, you gotta stay back a year so you can. So yeah. I mean, I guess there's a reason for it, but I feel like unless you did it like, okay, so our little one, mm-hmm. we were able to hold back, but that's because he just stayed home an extra year and then started kindergarten, right? Yeah. Like, you did it when he was a little kid. Oh, there's yeah. people that do it in like but high school, middle school. I, I can't imagine going up to my kid right now going, hey man, great job in ninth grade. Do it again. Let's he's do that like, one again. I think yeah, he'd be like, over. dad, come on, man. My ADHD will kill me another year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, no, I'm yeah. Of butterflies and shit. So yeah, I don't get it. But uh, hey, what's up, Coach Day Armis? Uh, Coach Day Armis shouting you out, uh, bringing college dressing to Miami. Yeah, man, uh, got to do it. East and uh, uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Coach Duck is listening, but happy birthday, Coach Duck! I know. <laughs> happy birthday. Um, uh, one of our Florida legends, right? Yeah, man, he's he's a beast. And uh, oh, man, so yeah, a little bit about the COVID. We got through that, but uh, you know, hopefully South Florida opens back up and, and you guys get rocking and rolling. It, it, it seems like it, and and, and I keep checking because you know you listen to the news and it's always doom and gloom. God, everything's getting worse and worse. I keep checking. It's like. We're at the lowest numbers in two months, you know, and it seems like we just keep going down and down. And I, I'm not trying to say we as in like South Florida, but we in South Florida are going down as well. But the entire state itself is really going down. I'm hoping they start stage two or stage three pretty soon. You know, I know there's stage two everywhere else, but down here it's still, you know, everything's shut down. And I think they're opening restaurants and stuff pretty soon or they might have just done it. So, you know, really hoping that starts starts happening because I want to go to some of these sports here. You know, like we, we can't go to any of our uh you know, we're having volleyball games. We're having football games. We can't go to anything like that. You know, once stage one or once it goes from stage one to stage two, then we can start at, you know, the guys on campus can start to go to things. Um, you know, but right now there's just nothing, there's nothing to do on campus except go off campus. You know, I'd rather the guys staying on campus because in my, in my mind, it's safer here, you know, where we have a contain. I mean, you, you don't get on campus without a temperature check, you know, you, they're not letting just random people on campus. We got guard gated, gated uh, guard gates, you know, and so it, I think it's safer to stay on campus than it is to go off campus. In my yeah, well, I can tell you that my dad is an alum of St. Thomas yep. University Law School. So uh, oh, okay. he was the first or second class, maybe wow. the first class of their law school there. And I remember being a kid. So he was a police officer for 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of halfway through his career, he was like, I, I don't want to be like a security guard when I retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Went back to school. So he went back to school, got his degree, but then he continued to be a cop and then- a cop. After he retired, he retired a week after 9 11. Um, mm. and that was already planned, not 9 11, yeah. his retirement. Okay. Um, and uh, whatever, but I remember as a kid, that was back when the Dolphins used to train there, so yeah, yeah, uh, he would take me, uh, you know, he'd take me to the library because he'd be studying. They and I don't know if they still have it, but they, they used to have these private rooms, and mm-hmm. he, would, he would, you know, check out this private room and lock the door so he could be in there all day and study. Oh, yeah, and I'm a kid, you know, I don't know what am I, 11 years old or something, I'm running around the backfield watching the baseball team watching the Dolphins yep. practice it was um it was a lot of fun but uh oh, yeah. yeah man that school has certainly grown oh yeah it's it's, it's huge i mean we, in, in the past in the past three years so two years ago we were at like 600 we're at, we're at about 12 1300 now i mean we've doubled the school population in that time you know and and it's great and we we are continuously building stuff and i think that's one of the reasons that really attracted me down here beyond the fact that it's you know close to hometown um, was that these guys, you know, when they have a big spurt and we bring people in, we're not afraid to build new things. I mean, we just, we're just building up a new, um, 
business center right now. And it's a huge building. You know, I always tell people this, you know, we're a smaller school. We got that, with that 10 to one student teacher ratio, but at the same time, we're building buildings like you would see at a bigger university like Purdue, you know, like the business center is as big as buildings that were at Purdue. We're just, at, we just don't have as many of them, you know, but, it, but they're nice, you know, and, and, and we can, we're going to continue to build. We've got a game plan. You know, we're, we're in the process of building a new weight room right now, which is going to be a huge, you know, 4,000 square foot weight room with turf in it and everything like that. I, I can't wait because, you know, when, when that opens up, we're going to be able to just have so many people in there and it's, it's going to be a much easier system than we have even now. And uh, um, for a kid who wants to wrestle and get a really solid education and mm -hmm. maybe they want to be a lawyer, maybe they want to be a doctor, maybe they want to be whatever. There's, there's a lot of really good programs at St. Yep. Thomas University that you can take advantage of. And it's a great college. Um, and it, it, you know, it's, it's putting out a lot of, uh, great people into our world. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And, and you can be in Miami. You don't have to be all the way down into, uh, into the, the heart of the city, but you're right yeah. here between, between Miami, between Fort Lauderdale, between Hollywood beach, yeah. uh, you jump on the, uh, uh what, Palmetto, the Palmetto right there. It's right. I mean, literally right outside your right, gate. Right? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can shoot down to the keys, Dadeland, Homestead. Uh, you just have easy access, man, to everything. And everything that's great, man. I mean, what, uh, so yeah, I mean, it seems like your thing is to start wrestling programs, but now you've got a chance to start one in your hometown, you know, what's it like starting a program, uh, you know, finding the right kids, uh, recruiting, deciding who your coaches or GAs are, you know, setting the right mindset and all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's got, it's, it's got its ups and downs, you know, obviously is, is a, is an up, you know, you're, you're, you're forming the culture. You know, every single guy you bring in and, and there's no established culture. So, I mean, if you got, if you're starting to see some stuff that you're not liking, you nip that stuff in the butt right away and you keep your culture going your way. You know, the only way you're going to be a successful business is everyone's on the same bus going one direction. When you got people going the other way, they need to get off that bus, you know? And so you're able to really hammer home that kind of idea because when you step into a big culture, you know, when I went to Hofstra, you know, it, it was much more of a party atmosphere there. We had to go in there and, and we were on the verge of losing um, postseason play because we were a party. We, we were not a smart school. We were having a lot of guys flunk out and leave. And so we had to get in there and 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 bring everyone back around to the, to the other side of things. What's yeah. crazy because Hofstra is known as a highly yes. educational facility. Yes. And, and that's what happens. The president kind of wanted that. And we wanted that too. So when we went in there, it was about changing that program. And, and it took us, you know, if you talk, if you bring Dennis on him and he'll tell you, I mean, it took four or five years for us to turn that program around. Cause it just, when you're, when you're uprooting a culture like that, that's just how it is. It takes a long time. You're not going to be successful right away because you're dealing with all the little things internally. You know, when you're starting a new team, you're coming in fresh. Every single guy you bring in, he's, he's your guy that you brought in. And not only that, but if you, like I said, if you don't like him, kick him out, get him out of there, you know, and, and, and you don't let those roots pull down. Now, at the same time, you're starting with zero people, you know, and so the school wants a certain number and, and, and I'm a guy that likes to deliver, you know, so I always do over what they want. They want 25 and bringing in 35, you know, and just to, you know, say, hey, look what we can do here. But what I'm really doing it for is it shows other colleges in the area what you can do starting a new team, you know, and I started late. I started in March. So you have to imagine I've only been here six months and I have almost 40 guys on the team because of the, the want in Florida to be on a wrestling team. Um, you, you, you could start a team down here at another school and you will get those guys. I had other guys that I had to, you know, that we just couldn't get in or, or I had to turn away basically because of the numbers thing. 
And, you know, at, at, at the same time, you, you could start a program on the, on the other side in, in, in Naples, or you could start it up, you know, heck, you could start it up north more. And what, you about, are done. Um, what about Miami-Dade? Miami-Dade, that would be a great JUCO school, you know, like it, it'd be a perfect one to start it. And I know they're trying to get a club established there because I've talked to a couple. You no, know, they of had wrestling. They had wrestling. I know, back in the day, yeah. Because my uncle years ago. So I, yeah. I wonder, wonder where that went. I don't know, you know, and I think, I think really the thing is, is you don't have someone who is pushing it down here. I mean, you look at, you look at Kaiser, Bert alone pushed for years to get them to start it. And they finally did, but you need someone like him that is going to hound down uh, the athletic departments down here and just stay on them and say, we need to start it. We need to start it. We need to start it. But what I'm hoping is, like I said, I want to lead by example. I want our program to be that, that thing that you can point to and go, Hey, look at St. Thomas did it. And they added, you know, 30, 40 kids that, that they wouldn't otherwise be there added onto that like the thing like that. Yeah. Thir six months and you've got this thing up and running, you know, and, and the great thing about wrestling is it doesn't cost a lot. It's not football. It's not pads and helmets and junk. You got to replace all the time. It, it, it's wrestling shoes. The mats are a one-time cost, the, the headgear and stuff. I mean, you know, you're talking maybe 80, 80, $90,000 to really get that thing off the ground, you know, and, and, and you're going and, and, and you're doing it. Um, for, for relatively cheap that, that, that you'll make more than the first year than it costs to start that thing. And then subsequent, uh, uh, next year, next year, next year, you're making more, making more, making more, you know? And, and so it's, it's definitely a thing that I don't understand why some of the colleges down here don't buy into it, especially the, Ju uh, the Juco level, the NAIA level, the division two level. I mean, shoot, we got, um, uh, what's that school down here at the sharks, uh, uh, Nova, you got Nova. I mean, uh, shoot, if they want more people, add wrestling. You'll 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 get a bunch of people that comes there, come out there. I mean, and and, and it's crazy to me that that happens, but it's a slow process. That's what it is. You have to be patient, and and athletic departments don't move on a dime. They they take a long process to make any determinations. Yeah, and how many great uh, how many great clubs you have down there to? to oh, be, tons. To we got South Bay in our backyard. Yeah, and and. Uh, uh, do you, do you think you will start, um, and it might be an idea you already have, but I'm thinking, I remember uh, uh, Mike, one of the athletic directors up at SEU, who I'm really friendly with. He was with the Orlando Magic for 20 years. Um, he always reached out during the last season, like, hey, bring some kids down to watch, yeah. uh, watch some wrestling. So uh, will you do kind of like a high school night or a club night mm -hmm. and, and have have different teams from around the area come in and watch what you're doing there so that they can start to get that in their blood and, and yeah. feel like I, I now have a place that I can call home here in South Florida. Uh, I know you have Kaiser up the road yeah. also. So between the two of you keeping wrestling home mm -hmm. in South Florida, I mean, there's definitely opportunity, right? Yeah, I, I know Jesus said that you're, you're trying to set something up with those guys yeah. like uh, dual nights and stuff mm -hmm. to get, you no, a hundred percent. And, and I'll speak on even a little bit deeper into it. You know, that one of the great things about down here is I have a president. He, he was my guy at, at Notre Dame. So, you know, I coached at Notre Dame. He was the, the, the he was a, the higher up at Notre Dame. He's the one that started at Notre Dame. He's the one that started it at uh, uh, what's that, that one right out of Cincinnati, um, Thomas Moore. He started wrestling there in football. And then he came down to St. Thomas and started down here. I mean, he's a big supporter of wrestling. Um, you know, but, but he's, he said the same thing to me. He's like, get these guys involved. I want you to get, you know, we're trying to set up a coach's clinic. Um, you know, when we do our, our wrestle off kind of thing, 
We're trying to set up a coaches clinic so that I get the local coaches in the area coming out here. I'm trying to set up another thing where, you know, I talked to uh, our, our AD and football coaches here is the guy that was at Notre Dame with me then, you know, Bill Reichel, you know, great guy to work for. And, and this dude, you know, I, I talk to him all the time and, um, you know, and, and we, uh, you know, I'm saying, hey, can we do this? Can we do it? Yes, we can do this. Yes, we can do this. So we're trying to, I'm trying to get the Dade versus Broward all-star match down here, you know, hosted at our school. I'm trying to get the, you know, heck, they, they were talking about it. If, if, um, if they can't host a state tournament this year, that they do a South Florida state tournament this year. And we host it at my school. We just bring the teams from set from Dade and Broward. And we basically do a tournament right here. You know, I mean, we were talking, yeah, we were talking, I talked to uh, Cypress Bay coach held about hosting the seahorse here, you know? So I am trying to get as much community involvement as possible. And then also, like you said, I want to do a duel. You know, once we get back into COVID free, I want to have St. Thomas versus some team, St. Thomas Aquinas versus some team down here, you know, and, and, and maybe bring a team from outside so that we can get local area and Florida guys involved in getting them here so that we, we can grow our program by having the guys on campus. I mean, they, I think that's a huge step. When I'm looking to recruit, I think the most vital step in recruiting is having kids on campus, seeing what your campus looks like, meeting you and the wrestlers and your assistant coaches individually is a huge thing because talking on the phone or, you know, and this year it was weird because I had to do Zoom calls for everything. So I was doing Zoom tours of the school. That's not the same as having someone on campus. You don't you're get that. Walking around. You're walking oh, around. Yeah. Listen, you got to do what you got to do. I, I listen. I got hired the day the school shut down. So. I didn't even get a chance to bring anyone in. I'm doing Zoom tours the entire rest of the year, you know. Hey, hey, so are you allowed to – you can pull out all your high school gear now and wear it, right? Yeah, I can. yeah exactly. Yeah, same name, right? You can just have the same time as gear on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bring it out of the – bring it out of the lures. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously so, – so you talked a little bit about finding the right kids and doing the right culture. Um, you know, and, and growing college wrestling in Florida, you obviously are very passionate about that. We just, we just heard you. Um, now, what do you tell a lot? You, you were a South Florida kid. Now you came up uh, out of South Florida when, when Florida wasn't really known as, as what it is known as today, as far as wrestling. Um, but, but you had a process that you had to go through choosing college. You chose Purdue. Oh, yeah. um, what do you advise young kids today when they're going through that same process? I mean, so, you know, back in my day, and, and, and I think it's still kind of the same today, you know, everyone wants to be at that top level. Everyone wants to go D1. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to ruin anyone's dreams. Well, some of you guys are going to make it to Division One. All right. That's that's the story. Some of you guys, but there's going to, you know, realize that there's opportunity at different levels. Division Two is a huge opportunity for people. Division One is an opportunity, but, but know that it's a meat grinder, you know, especially if you're choosing Big Ten. I know a lot of people, I look at them and I go, you might not make it in the big 10. You're going to get beat every day in that room. And then when you go outside and you wrestle anyone, it's going to be the best guy in the nation. You know, the, the year, so my senior year, um, we were under the new system where they took, you know, they took however good the weight was. We had five spots to go. I was the sixth ranked guy in the nation and the fifth spot in the big 10. The only other guy was Darian Caldwell. You know, that was higher. That was non big 10 guy, you know? And so it was just a brutal, I mean, I saw all of those guys. I saw Palmer, four or five times a year, you know, and a guy I don't want to see four or five times a year. Once a year. Exactly. You know, and I'm seeing this dude four to five. I see him at, at our duel. I'm seeing him at big tens. I'm seeing him at Vegas. I'm seeing him at this little dinky turn, you know, and it's just like in the big 10, you're going to lose a lot. 
you know, I mean, and, and get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There might be that guy that, that's really good. And you might not lose a lot, but you are going to have so many times that you're tested, you know? And, and I always tell people that it's like, can you handle that stuff? Can you handle those losses on your record? Can you handle going from basically no losses ever to, you know, seeing your first loss in your first tournament, you know, like it, it, it's a different thing. And even the division one level is the same way. I mean, you're, you're seeing the top of the top, you know, you go to the division two level and you've got a chance to really shine. You go to the NAI level, you're getting a chance to shine. Um, you know, really, I always say this, you know, do you want to be that big fish in that smaller pond or do you want to be that small fish in the big one? You know, I mean, if, if you're looking at my career, I, I'm a guy that probably should have been looking at division two or, or, or whatnot, but I started late. I was a late guy. I, I started in high school. You know, I can tell you, my dad was my coach. He never forced us into anything. He, he kind of let us do our thing. I was a big soccer player. I was like, ah, I'm going to do soccer. You know, I went to soccer tryouts and, and I made, went, made, missed the first one, made the second one. And the third one, family's taking a vacation. I said, you know what? I got to go vacation. You know, soccer's not that important. Yeah. You know, and they were just like, listen, we're going to cut you. And my dad's like, hey, come out for wrestling. So that's how I got into it. You know, and, and I started out okay, but I got that passion for it right away, you know. And so if you've got that, don't be afraid to start out of the lower level or even JUCO, you know, especially if you're, you know, if you're struggling with the grades and stuff, JUCO is a big one to go into. But that's the other advice I'd give you is make sure their grades are, are sound. The higher your GPA, the higher your test scores are, the more options you have. I'm not saying it, it, it'll get you into every school. You know, you, you might be looking, all right, I can't get in this school. That, but don't limit yourself. If you can get into every school, if you can get into Duke, Harvard, you know, all the Ivy Leagues, you have the pick of the litter. You could go anywhere you want. And if you're a really good wrestler, every school is going to be beating the door down for you. If you have terrible GPA, if you have a terrible GPA, you are going to struggle to find any school that will take you, you know, because at the Division One level, it's a risk. If you go in there and you flunk out, you hurt their APR. You know, they're, they're basically whether you they're, they're graduating numbers. None of the other divisions, NAI, uh, Division Two, JUCOs, they don't have that kind of restriction. Division Three, they don't have those restrictions, so they can take more of a risk on you. But that's why a lot of times Division Ones won't touch some people because they have a, a stigma around, hey, this guy's got terrible grades. He's going to flunk out. You know, They're not going to take you as much. So the higher GPA and the better you do on those test scores, the more options you leave yourself open to. Um, you know, And then the, the third thing is don't be afraid to – sell yourself. I think too many people just hold back and say, you know what? We're going to wait for the coaches to come. We're going to wait for the coaches to come. And that's when I hear coaches calling me or, or someone else saying, I got this great guy. No one's talking to him. No one's talking because they don't know who he's at. You know, like get your name out there, talk to coaches yourself, send them an email. I get emails all the time from people saying, Hey coach, check out my stuff. You know, this is what I've done, you know? And, and if you send those emails, send me a contact information, you know, send me some video and stuff. Don't just send me a name and say, hey, coach, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, you're interested, but what? Coach, you know, I hey, Coach, look at Johnny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need I need to know some information on what weight are they? What weight are they? You know, how, how did they do in the high school? You know, because I got to evaluate these guys as well. You know, if I'm getting a bunch of those emails, I don't have time to dig through everything. I'm going to maybe look at them some with a glance and go, yeah, this probably guys might not be very good. And I might pass them up. You know, now I try to hit everyone up. But, you know, when you're busy, you, you might miss a few. So just don't be afraid to reach out. Every coach has, every team mostly has a, a form you can fill out and send, it sends stuff to people. Um, and it gives you a, a rundown of what they want to know. Or you can send a direct email, or if you have their number, call that coach. 
you know, that's taking initiative. And hopefully what it does is it builds that for you in the future. And you're able to translate that stuff over that initiative that you had to get yourself into a college, but it'll translate over into how you're going to get a job or how you're going to do this or that in life. Awesome, man. And, you know, my last question for you before we do my little 10 question game there. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what what is wrestling meant to you now? I know you had a dad that was a coach, so you, you kind of were around the culture, but you didn't really buy into the culture till till mm -hmm. like high school. Yeah, till high school. So uh, do you think if you would have never taken that jump, you would be who you are today? No, 100 percent. No. And, 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 you know, I always say this is that you know, college is such an important thing. Um, being a part of a team is even more important. You know, it, it, I always tell people because they'll come to me and say, coach, I'm, I'm not coming there or I can't afford to come there or something like that. I say, listen, at the end of the day, if you don't come here, that's fine. I'm, I'm not in it for me. I'm not in it for the team. Obviously, I want us to do well and I want you on the team, but it's more important for me that you succeed. Go somewhere else, get, get another scholarship, get another place you can go to and join a team. Because being a part of that team gives you a network of people that, that you're under. And so being a part of Purdue's team and them pushing me, yeah, sure, it helped me with wrestling. Um, you know, I was in that room every day getting beaten up, you know, and getting beaten up every day is a great thing because it makes you want to win more. Um, if you don't, then, then that's not the sport for you because you need to be able to get beaten up, walk back out there the next day and say, I'm going to beat them this time. I'm going to beat them this time. But at the same time, so it gives you that perseverance. It gives you those feelings of like, I'm not going to lose. I'm going to keep winning. But it also gives, like I said, it gives you that support network. I, I, I know a lot of buddies of mine who have used that support network. Heck, I use it all the time. I talk to my uh, old head coach all the time looking for guys in Indiana. You know, hey, coach, what's up? You know, I just went up there and did a clinic for him a little bit ago. You know, but we keep together. We stick together. I, hopefully, I got my buddy coming down, the one I coached at Notre Dame with. Uh, Keith Aaron's coming down hopefully next week, and, and we're going to hang out, you know, but those are lifelong friendships that you're going to build and you're going to be able to rely on. If I, I know that if I'm ever in trouble, I can reach back out to the Purdue alumni and I am going to be okay, you know, and, and, and I can get that stuff almost as a family, you know? And so for me, that is what wrestling has meant is that, you know, it, it provides you those, those different skills that maybe you don't get just going to college or just going to high school. It provides you, but it also provides you with that, that, that family atmosphere that, that, yeah, sure, you've got the people around you, your mom, dad, your brothers and sisters, but now you've got your brothers in wrestling as well. And I think people underestimate that and how much that can affect you once you get out as well. Yeah, and it's funny, you, you talk to multi-sport athletes mm -hmm. and the people they remember and they stay close with were the ones on their yeah. on the wrestling team. Well, you know, heck, heck I, 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 I've loved because my brother's coaching with me now, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a dream come true. I really didn't think it would happen. And, and for him to be out here and coaching with me is, is a huge thing because it's, you know, it's, it's, yes, it's family, but it's also family. It's real family, you know, being on this team. Um, and he's a guy that that's not afraid to, to tell me when I'm doing something wrong. Like I said, we, we, uh, you know, we built my tilt series together, you know, and tell me when I did something stupid, Hey, that ain't going to work. He's not going to sugarcoat stuff. And so I'm really looking forward to having him out here that basically he'll be that, that counterbalance point, you know, for, for some of my crazier idea. Hey, that's not going to work. Or, oh, that's a great idea. You know? And so having that, and you know, I was uh, same thing with my dad, having my dad as my coach. I mean, that was huge. I mean, we got into a lot of fights, you know, as you do and you, you, you know, I like to be a little bit flashy. I leg cradled someone when I was doing sit-ups and, you know, he had to yell at me quite a bit uh, for that. But at the same time, you know, I always took his advice, but I had to tell him, I said, Hey dad, if I lose, give me a little, give me a couple seconds, 
and you know, give me a minute or two to calm down because I won't listen to you right away. You know, yeah. but I'll take your advice afterwards. That's what my son told me. Give me ten minutes, man. Leave me alone. Yeah, and and I think as dads, you you're always wanting you're wanting to get to them and 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 teach them something. But sometimes you just need a little bit of alone time that you can think yeah. and say, "All right, I lost. Let me pick. Let me put myself back on track." It's true. Or just give him a hug. He's just like, give him a hug. Touch. Yeah. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's awesome. All right, man. You ready? All right. All right. Drums or flats? Drums. Hollywood Beach or Lauderdale Beach? Or Lauderdale all day. Scrambled or over easy? Scrambled. Upper keys, lower keys. Can I say mid? I mean, I like, yes. I like, okay, mid. Mid. Uh, coaching with your brother is definitely cool. You can always work off each other and know what the other is thinking. As you know, Coach DeArmas and Coach DeArmas, <laughs> they yes. work together. Uh, single or double stuff? Uh, single. Ooh. South Beach or Key Biscayne? Uh, Biscayne. Blackened or fried? Blackened all day on that. <laughs> Blackened is so good. Oh, yeah. The Hard Rock or the Casino Cruise? Hard Rock. Hot or iced? Uh, hot. The Dade County Youth Fair or the Broward County Youth Fair? Broward County. Got to gotta represent VC, you know. Represent VC. Well, hey, man, keep kicking life's ass, my brother. And I'm, yeah. I'm so happy and honored that I got to meet, you know, another Florida legend and, and bringing wrestling down to South Florida uh, again with, uh, with the guys from Kaiser, now the guys from St. Thomas U. Yep. Uh, here we got SCU. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully more are coming. So that, that'll be yeah. great. Hey, if you're ever down here, man, let me know. Maybe get you out on a fishing trip or something. You know, we go, we go quite a bit, catch some dolphin or uh, catch some lobster or whatnot. Nice, for sure. I, I know my, uh, my kids would love it. They would they yeah. kick out of it. When we went down to see my dad, he took them out uh, on, uh, what do they call it? Like in the flats or something where they get. Uh, Bonefish or something. Yeah. What would, uh Mangrove snapper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You went over the mangroves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that was cool. They had a blast. They brought it home. Got to cook with Grandpa. Yeah. So it was pretty dope. Well, man, hey, take it easy. Uh, let's keep in touch, man. Anybody you you feel like you want to have on the show, you got my link. Just give it to them. Let them sign Ooh, up. Man. If, you, if you can, try to get Glenn Lanham. They're doing some special stuff. I know you had NATO on, but they got, they got uh, Tom Erickson back over there. I think Duke is really doing some great stuff. If you want to try to get him on. Yeah, man. Um, send me the info and I'll, I'll hit them up. All right. Will do. Thanks, brother. Take it easy. Take it easy, man.